There's another podcast you should be listening to, TED Health, a podcast from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts and breaks down the health questions you didn't know you had. Learn more about the way your body works and the newest insights changing the medical world, like what a smart bra means for better heart health, three ways to prepare for the next pandemic, and how we can all live healthier lives. Find TED Health wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. Today's guest is Becky. She has body dysmorphic disorder. Let's talk about it. I, hold on fucking shit what'd you do what, uh, uh, all four mics are now hot. so can i can i lay the groundwork for this sure so uh <coughs> we have becky in to record we're hanging out at uh at, at bry's house where our recording studio is and we're hanging out upstairs i've been there for like 20 minutes by myself brian shows up then becky shows up then jeremy shows up we sit upstairs for even longer while jeremy eats pizza you got to feed a hungry boy, you know, <laughs> we continue to talk and whatever chit chat. And then we go downstairs. We get downstairs. I follow behind Brian and Becky. I was probably in there for like, I don't know. I want to say like 20 seconds. At least, at yeah. least. And as soon as I walk into the room, I stop dead looking at the table, our recording studio table. And look at Brian, who hasn't noticed anything yet. <laughs> and I go, dude. We've been robbed. <laughs> no. Is that what you said? No, I didn't say we were robbed. I was still upstairs stuffing my face. I just went, dude, all of our stuff is at my apartment <laughs> like 30 minutes from here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the weekend, we recorded our live show. All of our gear was in a box. Our fucking recording studio was in a box at Taylor's house. So we hopped in the car, went and filled a growler. Uh, came to Taylor's, set up the gear, and now we're in Taylor's apartment. So if it sounds... A little different. Yeah, or a little different. Maybe more echoey if there's any background noise. That's why. Uh, my lovely girlfriend Kyla is milling around in the background. She's just walking around um, doing her thing. She just, she just sprayed some essential oils, it's, Ooh, uh, it oh smells like. I think she just brewed some Anchor Coffee. Oh, yeah. Anchor yeah, Coffee. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, uh, I, had, a, I had a really <coughs> sweet, like... Segway? <laughs> yeah, I had a sweet segue. Do you want to oh. try it as if I didn't do that? Can I try it? Yeah, yeah let's imagine that. And you know, things get really hectic around here, and we always have, we always have people asking us, how do we have the energy to right. keep up with ourselves? Right, right. How do we keep ourselves energized? <laughs> and, uh, well, we always have to tell people, Anchor Coffee, that's how... Wow, that was really good. Did you like that? Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> I kind of like the way Brian went into oh, it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about some mental illness. Is that it? Can I say, is that yes, it? Yeah, yeah mental that, illness. Kinda? That is accurate. Okay. That's accurate. Becky, hi. Hi. Welcome to Sick Boy Podcast. Thank you. Good to have you here. Thanks yeah. for coming on that adventure with us yeah, and, and, yeah. and putting up with it and not just going, fuck you guys. I'm going home. We're an hour late. This is Bush League. <laughs> I feel like it broke the ice. So oh, we're, yeah, good. we're good. good. Sweet. Sweet. So what are you here to talk to us about? I'm here to talk about uh, an illness called body dysmorphic disorder. BDD. BDD. Is that, is that acronym? Is that something that's commonly used? 
Or did you just kind of throw that out there? No, it's it's something that's used to say it's commonly used. I don't know because it's not something that's commonly talked about. But hmm. um, it's also commonly used in porn. I think BDD. <laughs> oh, oh god, B- BDD. Yeah. Oh, you know what that stands for? I was gonna say something. I thought you were just what, making what, a what does it stand for? Uh, big donkey dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It's very right. niche. Yeah, yeah, it's very. It. It's a very niche bestiality a, uh, subculture. It's a genre <laughs> that uh, Jeremy and I uh, tend to watch together. Okay. We're interested in it. I could get behind that. I, I actually star <laughs> in a number of BDD films. So. The, the sequel to Mr. Hands. <laughs> Becky, did you just say you could get oh, behind no. that? <laughs> no. Oh, God. Okay, that, so. that is what I said. It's not. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> this uh, has already derailed. We're off to a good start. Yes. Uh, no, BDD is not. I don't think that actually is a that thing maybe it is i don't know but uh so bdd body dysmorphia disorder it's body dysmorphic disorder dysmorphic. and it's also called body dysmorphia okay yeah there we go. i've that actually i've heard of body dysmorphia but i'm not familiar with what exactly that is well oh. did you listen to we were talking earlier you said you'd listen to <clears throat> a few of uh a few of our episodes did you listen to the anorexia and bulimia yes episode? i did yeah and that's the only other time that i've ever that 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 this has ever come up in the realm of the podcast and yes. really in my life in general is when we were talking about that, is there any, do you have any relationship with those things or are they completely separate? There Now how I used to describe body dysmorphic disorder to people who didn't know what it was is I would say it's similar to anorexia, but it's not uh, weight specific. Okay. So I'm not sure if this is totally accurate to say because I'm not a medical person, but I would say that uh, the vast majority of people who have anorexia also have body dysmorphic disorder or some form of body dysmorphia, but not everybody who has body dysmorphia is anorexic or has anorexia. Sure. Okay. So then how, and how does it present itself in you, I guess? So I guess um, it, it started to present itself in me in, um, at first I just thought it was insecurities, which weren't new to me, but as I understand it, there are kind of two types of the illness. One being is um, you just, you're completely delusional and you imagine flaws in yourself that simply aren't there, flaws in your physical self. Right. So in the case of anorexia, it would be, I'm fat. But in the case of body dysmorphia, it could be could be anything else, like huh. specific parts of your body just looking like, and you're dissatisfied with them, or thinking that they are really just completely different than what they actually look like. Usually, it's yeah, completely different is one of the ways it can manifest itself. Another way is um, perhaps the flaw is there, but the importance of it is just hugely emphasized right. and the extent of it is hugely emphasized in your mind. So, so your it, mind is blowing out of, blowing it out of proportion. Yes. So yeah. is it similar like like Taylor thinks that his dick is black, but it's <laughs> obviously white. Yeah. I keep telling him every time I'm like, dude, it's a white dick. Dude, like, but don't. every time I see it, and especially the size, I just I think it must be black. That's the only thing that I can think of. <laughs> You clearly have a severe case of BDD. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't. I can't speak. I can't speak to both that. types. <laughs> both types of BDD you are suffering from. So, so then, then what? What was it about you that that you felt was, or that you? So, is it something that you feel or or felt? It's something that uh, still comes up with me. I would say it's one of those things that. Um, 
it's almost like an addiction. So I'll never, I don't think I'll ever say that I don't have body dysmorphia anymore. I am always in recovery from it. So it's something that still comes up, but when it was at its worst, um, my biggest issue was with body hair and I was just completely occupied with any little bit of hair that was anywhere on my body except for my head, pretty much. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. Like you thought you were too hairy? Yeah, I thought I was like, like holy a fuck, I look Sasquatch like a Lebanese or man or something. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm just so hairy. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And I thought it was totally gross and... But in yeah. reality, like like the shared reality, like, like to me or to Brian or to yeah. Taylor, you would just look like a normal human like being human being with a very normal amount of hair i i guess so yeah i mean because when i went to doctors and they were like there's not there's i don't know what you're talking about. holy shit so wait you went to doctors and you're like oh well, you guys we got to figure out this hair thing i yeah. got way too much hair yeah oh no did shit. you did you see yourself as like a how severe like you know those wolf boys you know what I'm it, talking was, about? it wasn't that bad. You weren't seeing that. I wasn't seeing that. It was kind of Jesus, like Taylor, put your fucking <laughs> chest away. Were you seeing that? Taylor has his shirt up right now, and he's very hairy. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad, but <laughs> I think I can't. I can't. <laughs> bad. Like, I say like, bad. Hairy it was pretty. Oh, put it away. It wasn't that. It's so <laughs> I, I traumatizing. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. I I don't know how to. It's so hard for me to describe it to you because I don't even know what was going on in my mind's eye at that time. But um, what were you saying to your doctors? Like you would go to your doctor and say, doc. Well, when I went to my family doctor the first time, um, I went and I believe my mother was there with me. How old were you? And I was 17. Okay. No, I just turned 18, I believe. Um, So... I went there and my mother was there with me and we were there for two different reasons. I think, I think she was there because she was like, my daughter is super fucked up. Please help. She didn't say that, (laughs) but she was there for that reason. And I wanted, I was there because I wanted to prove to my mother that this was not all in my head and I had a physical problem that I wanted a solution to. So you guys had this, like this, like discrepancy or like argument at home where you're like, I'm Harry. And your mom's like, no, you're not. Yeah. Be, be rational here. And then, you guys both have this agreement where you're like going to go to the doctor and one of you is going to be right. Yeah, pretty much. And what did the doctor say? Well, the doctor looked at my naked body essentially and was like, I don't see anything. And then in that same session, she said, I think you have body dysmorphic disorder. Oh, whoa, oh, no shit. shit. So yeah. she said that that day. Mm-hmm. Was this did- a physician or what? Like, yeah, this was a physician, so like my family doctor, right, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Did that did that stem from like your your thought that you had too much hair? Did that come from something that somebody said to you or was that just something that you thought? I don't think it was anything specifically like that. Like nobody had pointed out that specific aspect of my body. I think it was just a lot I had a lot of insecurities and that is just where they all decide to kind of manifest itself to start with. Like there are other things that came up over the course of, I guess, the worst parts of this illness. But for some reason, that was the, I guess, pinpoint that it started on. Did you have any other quirks as a kid? Like before before the, the hair thing became an issue, did you, uh, were there any other kind of, I don't know, like telltale signs that, oh yeah, 
something's brewing here? Yes. Um, I I really think it began when I was probably as young as six or seven. Oh, yeah. um, when I started really just, for some reason, hating my physical self. And because I remember um, the first thing I remember being insecure about was my thighs. And I remember sitting down one day and seeing that the way they kind of like flattened yeah, out like against the squish chair. out to the side. Yeah. Like when anybody sits down. Yeah. But for some reason, I looked at myself and I thought, that's disgusting. And I guess that is like the first moment of real self-hatred that I remember. And I, oh. I was quite I was quite young at the yeah. time. I was still in elementary school. So when Come you... Come right up so on the mic. Like okay. You re, you Sorry. really close. Like, yeah, so even if your mouth is touching the, okay. the foamy thing, that's okay. Jeremy put okay. one of those in his mouth the other day, but other than that... <laughs> it was um, probably his. Which though, one right? was it? Yeah, we have no idea. Uh, so you go to the doctor. You're like, I'm Harry. And they're like, no. And we think you have body, dysmorphic, body dysmorphic disorder. Or I'm sure they, I'm sure they probably didn't di- diagnose you or anything, but she probably gave you, gave yeah. you a suggestion. Yes. Um, so Did you walk out and just go, you're fucked. I know I'm hairy as shit. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, to another doctor. <laughs> more or less, like I just thought that, um, I thought that she was lying to me. Whoa. Well, yeah. that's, really? You just well, thought she was lying. Yeah. Well, wow, that's something that's that, so I mean, in, in anything that I think we've tackled since we started the podcast when it relates to mental illness is this idea that people who have any type of mental illness, whether it's on the body dysmorphic, body dysmorphic disorder or bipolar or depression or anything, there's a, there's a, a disconnect with, with, there's a reality and then a reality that you're experiencing or someone who has a mental illness and there's a shared reality yeah. that everyone gets together and goes, okay, we, we collectively agree that this is what's happening. Yeah. 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 Emily, <laughs> Emily with psychosis shared that, that sort of, right. That I guess way of look the way of looking at it. And that's stuck with us for sure, because we've used yeah. that term. So yeah. Much. Because when you were Becky, when you were looking at yourself, you were seeing somebody that was more hairy than the, the next person right yeah so that is that is true that's yeah. true to you and nobody can take that away from you but what they're what they were saying at the time was no like we all don't we all don't see it the same way yeah exactly and it's kind of funny because i feel and totally not to say this to take anything away from right. your experience but i think that that is something that everyone to some extent feels right right like, like everybody even if it's not their their physical self mm-hmm. there's something about dude you see it in every you see it in every facet of life especially in politics mm. um like like uh, policy issues you see it a ton like how many times have you especially where you know the in the, the climate of the u.s of u.s politics right mm-hmm. now you look at uh you know if you're a, a bernie sanders supporter you're probably looking at Trump and going like, how the fuck is this? This guy's not living in reality. And the people that support him aren't living in reality. Yeah. Or, or on the other spectrum of yeah. things, you're a Trump supporter. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but like, to a degree, to a degree, I'm experiencing that right now in, at, directed towards those issues. So yeah. I think that's totally a, a super valid point that everyone experiences a sense of that. Yeah. And in the same things. breath, everyone experiences what it's like to be sad. Right, and we were talking about depression the other day. We right. did an episode on depression. Everybody knows what sadness is, and but it's not the it's it's not the same the as same de- as chronic de- depression. Chronic depression, right. right? So it's like, yeah, I sometimes will look in the mirror and say, like, oh my, like my wrists are too thin, mm-hmm. but I'm also not looking at the mirror and going. Oh my god, my wrists are like pencils, mm-hmm. and like they're going to snap. And I need then to get, I go, I need to get checked. Yeah. Out. 
Your wrists are too thin. <laughs> dude, yeah, yeah, you got some thin ass wrists, bro. <laughs> it's a shared reality. That's a shared reality, man. So, uh, so how does so how does this progress from here after you walk out of the doctor's office and, like you said, pretty much thinking that the doctor's full of shit? Well, I saw, I did see another doctor after her, um, and I got prescribed some sort of medication. I can't remember what it was now, but I got prescribed medication that was supposed to, I don't even, it may have even been a placebo. I don't know, but it was supposed to help this hair issue, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, oh, like, uh, like physically? Yeah. Was it, was it Nair? Cause Brian knows. No, Nair. but I do, I do have a story about Nair though. <laughs> oh, um, no shit. But I can, but yeah, I can get to that. Ooh, but, I like that. <laughs> Jer's over pouring a beer and he couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. <laughs> to, to not say that it, so, it was it was some sort of pill like and yeah. did they tell you that it was to take care of the hair or to take it, care of the issue they, of they told thinking? they told me that it would essentially it wouldn't uh it wouldn't get rid of the hair that uh, existed but it would stop more hair from I've, I've actually heard of that i think it's the distance distant cousin of uh that that alopecia uh, no uh rogaine but it's <laughs> the opposite it's called no gain no gain <laughs> Jesus that was a Christ. fun, sweet dad joke. That was yeah, a, that was a dad joke was to dad an joke. ultimate degree. Okay, so you you were taking and and this is a r- legit thing. Like they weren't trying to trick you into taking a BDD. I don't know. I don't think it was anything okay. like that. Okay. Um, I don't even think that's legal. Yeah, I don't. Think I, that I, was was eight, I was eighteen. Yeah, at the wait, time, they, so. yeah, that would be really <laughs> fucked up. Holy let's give shit. this. Let's tell this minor that it's <laughs> that this is for. Uh, <laughs> fucking hair we'll so, give her some psychotic drug I'm, now i'm curious to know did it, it was whether or not that's gonna because you you were in reality mm-hmm. or in the in the shared reality you right. had normal hair yeah when you start taking these pills does it did it affect your hair mm. or did it affect your hair in your eyes it, I don't think it affected my hair at all, but it right. certainly did not affect my hair in my eyes. And in fact, things got worse after that. Up. Oh, wow. Because um, uh, I think it was shortly after that time that I started to think, okay, maybe, maybe there is something mentally wrong here i was sort of slow i didn't fully accept it but i was slowly kind of accepting sort of form of self-awareness there might be something amiss in my mind and one day uh must have been over the weekend i called a few of my close friends over and i said i need to talk to you about something um so those who were able came over and i just said so I'm sick. I have body dysmorphic disorder. And they were all like, what? Because nobody knew what, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, what right. that was. Um, <laughs> and I think one of my friends said something like, well, at least you have something with a cool name. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Like, that's like something we would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that person. I, yeah. At the time, I, I was like, you fucking bitch. Yeah. At, at the time, I was kind of pissed off, but now I can like yeah. appreciate what right. she was trying to do. Right. Um, so I tried to like explain the situation to them <laughs> as best I could without going into too much detail because I was in. I was embarrassed about the fact that I was embarrassed <clears throat> about my hair, as right. weird as that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about the specifics so yeah it must be it must be really hard for someone that age though to like relate and try to understand and 
and I don't know, ex- express em- empathy if, if that's something that would have worked for you. But yeah. but I don't know, like as a as a 17, 18 year old, like what do you what do you say when somebody says that? what is the right thing to say? I think at the time what I was just looking for them to know because these were my close friends and like uh, prom was coming up and all this stuff. And I just felt like I need I need my best friends to know what's going on. I guess I guess in saying that the best thing that they could just say is we're we're here for you. And if you need to talk about it, then yeah, we're here to listen. Yeah, pretty much like, okay, that's fucked. But we still like you or something like that. (laughs) And was that the case for anybody or? Um, I think most of them tried to like console me to some extent. Like they said things like, oh, you're so beautiful and like stuff like that. That right. I understand why they felt the need to say those things, but it wasn't necessarily what I was really yeah. looking for. Yeah. At the yeah. Time. And that's like that. We, 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 we hear come up again. We hear that yeah. a ton is that it's like, and that's, man, that comes back to some of the roots of why we started doing this podcast is this idea that when someone's sick or when you hear that someone's sick or they tell you that they're sick, mm-hmm. you're just like, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Cheer up. yeah i don't know i think i think you just i mean we're we're kind of i think when it comes to those types of things it's just like fuck that sucks yeah uh and it's hard what can i do yeah is there anything i can do and if not then just let me know yeah Yeah. because i mean that fucking sucks me getting that news me thinking of my 18 year old self and i've i've talked about this a couple times in some different episodes man i don't know what i would i don't know how i would take that information in and try to be someone who could be supportive at that age. I mean, I, I just don't know if I would have that. At and, that time. and even now I, I've talked to friends about it and they've said, I didn't, I had no idea at the time how serious it was. I had somebody even say to me, I thought maybe you were exaggerating what you were going through. And now I realize that like I was so wrong and all that stuff. So really I think, um, yeah, a big part of it was probably, our ages and then what we were going through at the time we were about to leave high school it was yeah. a really huge seemingly huge point in our lives and right. it just mm-hmm. it wasn't really on on anybody's radar i think really after that day yeah. mm-hmm. and so how old are you now i'm 23 oh shit well yeah. really oh, shit. i just i just turned 23 in uh march god yeah. i thought oh, okay. you were so much closer to my age <laughs> That's uh okay. Wow. So this I thought you were like forty two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just kidding. You, you have you have BDD outwardly BDD. <laughs> you're just like, oh, so Jeremy, you're a boy. <laughs> I thought you were a woman this entire time. I thought you were an eighty year old woman <laughs> since I've known you. I found a gray hair the other day and like cried about it. Oh so. no! <laughs> I found a gray hair not long ago either. I went to get my hair uh, cut the other day, so. and uh, Jen, my barber, she was like, cut my hair, and, and I I got my eyebrows get all fucked. Right, mm-hmm. like I just got crazy eyebrows, and she was like, "You want me to cut your eyebrows?" I was like, "Oh yeah, fucking tr- trim those fuckers up." <laughs> They're like caterpillars, and she's like, oh, "Oh, you got some gray ones in there." And I was like, "It was the first time I ever went, oh fuck, <laughs> like I do not want gray eyebrows." <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea sometimes finds gray hairs on my head, and uh, and I I just tell her that they're really blonde. That's it. <laughs> it's a beet bleach blonde. Yeah. Uh, so you. The hair thing is the first thing that comes up. Yeah. When at what point did that pass? Or ha, or has it ever it, really? 
I'm trying to think about when it really started. It it took a long time for it to actually, I would say, pass. Mm. How in the end I dealt with it, I suppose, was just, okay, this is how I'm seeing things. It's not real. It's not real. No sense thinking about it. Put it out of my mind. Right. And so I kind of went through this weird stage where like when I was when I was really sick, I was looking in mirrors all the time. Every time I passed a mirror, I had to look in it and like inspect my face. Um, and then when I was, I guess, attempting recovery, I would avoid mirrors. Mm. I would not look at a mirror essentially unless I was brushing my teeth or something like that. I would, I would avoid them at all costs and would not look at myself. This is very interesting you bring this up because I know you from mm-hmm. the yoga studio. Yeah. And in Moksha, uh, mirrors are part of the studio, part of the build of the studio. It's We practice in front of a set of mirrors yeah. for alignment. How do you find currently, right now, like Becky today, Yeah, practicing in front of the mirror at the studio? Well, How I guess... Find, is it hard? I guess disclaimer. <laughs> um, I usually wear glasses or contacts and I don't wear either when I'm doing yoga. Yeah. So it's all a little bit blurred. Uh-huh. So I can't really see myself very well anyway. Right. I can see my general figure, but that's about it. And now um, is that on purpose? Are you doing that because you're like, I don't want to fuck... I don't want to fuck with that. No, that, that's not why. It's just, it's just easier <laughs> for me. But um, yeah, when I first started doing yoga, I guess... When was that? little over a year ago now sure um at moksha i um i was going through kind of i guess different mental health issues at the time and went there because of that and became when was really insecure about my sweatiness even though everybody was super sweaty (laughs) but i was like and i think i even like avoided classes with jeremy because i felt (laughs) weird about like i didn't want like a man judging my body oh fuck really yeah oh no (laughs) but i'm not like that anymore no you're at classes all the time yeah but um because you love my classes the most i know i get it it's true (laughs) um so anyway it actually for me i think it's it's more helped because i've become more accepting and I can't and I have to be like for me I'm wearing like a sports bra and shorts when I'm in class yeah. and I look at my body and I'm like oh no this is this is all right do you <sighs> think the do you think the I mean no matter what no matter what you go to yoga for like yeah. body awareness is just such a after after practicing over and over and over again like you just become so much more aware of your body yeah. in these ways that like are really hard to articulate do you think that that deeper sense of body awareness has helped you, I don't know, like see yourself differently or? Yeah, I think that's fair to say because when I'm when I'm trying to be present and when I am doing yoga, I'm so concentrated on what I'm doing and what I'm trying to achieve in whatever pose that I'm not thinking about... Um, the sweat on your body. Yeah, I'm not thinking about the sweat. I'm not thinking or... about like fat rolls or whatever i'm not thinking about the way my thighs look it's just about it's about what i'm doing it's a hundred percent involvement in in what you're doing yeah exactly which is meditation yeah Mm -hmm. exactly um i wanted to i just wanted to ask uh, about about the mirrors so you said that once you once you were starting to be more self-aware of it and Mm -hmm. and you were Okay, so you were you were looking in every mirror that you went in front of, or right. cross in front of. I, and I, then, do, I still I do that all the time. <laughs> I always and do then, that. And then it's you hard not to. and then you 
started like avoiding mirrors or just yeah. not looking in them. Yeah. Was that your attempt to normalize that? Like normalize how you felt about your body? Yeah, I think so. I think it was it was it was a weird attempt to um almost force myself to recover. And and one of the, I guess the reason why I took that long way to get around to this point is that when we spoke to Azura she said that she was trying to she's always constantly thinking about like what she eats and like is this normal to be eating this much but then she had the 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 even more like macro view on the whole situation and said like well the more i think about this mm-hmm. then i'm still not being normal because a normal person probably doesn't think about this type of thing exactly in in that attempt to avoid it did you ever look at that and say well this even doing this is yeah yeah it was it was still like manifesting itself but just in a different way and do you feel do you feel that you you're out of that now uh yes yeah was there a point that that kind of led to i guess i tried to do a few different things i went to a psychologist which i hated um because partially because my doctor recommended me to a man i did not want to see a man and talk to him about my body insecurities ugh, guys, I want, uh, which i'm uh, you know but i want to see a woman <laughs> and that that didn't happen which totally makes sense yeah you know yeah. what i mean like you you have this it's you're t- you've you have this issue of talking about your body or looking at your body yeah like, I, man if i had a if i had a urologist i think i would feel more comfortable with a male urologist mm-hmm. than i would with a female urologist yeah yeah, yeah. dude like if you if you were gonna go and like go get checked for stds and yeah you had to get your dick swabbed and you went <laughs> oh, in and it was yeah. a girl that was like Okay, pull down your pants. Let me swap Let me your stick dick. this thing in your wee wee. I'd, like, I'd be like, no. I, I, I think I would feel more it? comfortable with a with a woman. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I think well, I would be like, yo, you know what it's like to have a penis. So please, you understand. You empathize. Stick with that me right thing now. in me Very the gently. way you would stick and, it in you. You know what? The, re- and, the only and reason and there's something comedic <laughs> behind a guy. Sticking, sticking a swab in your dick. Like when I had that done, What's I was so like, comedic about that, dude." When I had it done, I made a joke. I can't remember what it was, but I said something like quippy when he, when he, when he, when he put, when he put I'm racking sw- my brain for what that could be. Put it I in there, no doc. dude. I can't ever remember. But <laughs> something. I know. I said some stupid comment like, "Was it good for you?" Was no, for me. I heard something Christ. like that. I think it was. I think the reason. Fuck I think I was kind of scared the first time I went to to get uh, checked. I pulled my pants down in front of a male doctor and he got really weird. And he goes, he Jesus like, Christ, boy. Like, Put it away. I'm, I'm supposed to swab your throat, you fucking... <laughs> and, uh, but he, he kind of like, he kind of like turned his chin up away from it and was like looking down from his eyes. Oh, like, God. Like, like, Probably because he was like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to pull out a BDD. <laughs> but he, he was just kind of like he was just kind of weird Where'd you get about that it. donkey dick and I, and I felt like i felt like he was un, uncomfortable about the process like and and it was weird because i felt like he should he probably does that stuff all the time so Maybe, it, it kind of yeah. scared me i was like i'd just rather I, uh that wasn't do the it. doctor bro that was the janitor the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey do you want to take a look at this <laughs> you look like you got a lot of tools all right all right let's say the let's, point of this was that you felt uncomfortable talking to a man about your body issues yeah and, and that's where we were and 
I, I guess I should go back because I didn't tell my Nair story, which I think happened before this. Yes, yes, yeah, tell us yes, the Nair yes. story. Um, Brian can totally build on that. Okay, yeah, I remember I remember hearing this too about, about <laughs> Brian, so I, I knew, knew I needed to bring up the Nair. Yes. Um, so I guess one of the issues I had was like upper lip hair. I was like, oh my God, I have like this terrible, like gross, wiry mustache hair that I must be rid of. Um, but I, I say that to Taylor every day. <laughs> That Taylor has that. Dude, I tell you every, literally every okay, episode. Any, anyway, 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 whatever. whatever <laughs> we, 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 can discuss, we can discuss his facial hair afterwards. Johnny, Johnny Depp facial hair. Um, Just saying Johnny Depp. Okay. Oh, I see that. Anyway. Can, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, suck it. Oh, suck it. <laughs> more, more Orlando Bloom. So, so, so trip, trip down to Shopper's Drug Mart and I see the Nair facial hair cream oh, stuff man. and i'm this, like I'm feel, i see where yeah, this is going it yeah hurts and my i nose and already. i i was like for some reason in my mind it was like this this is the way to go this will solve all my problems yeah, just burn um, it off. i'll yeah. just burn it off and nobody will notice and it'll be great i'll be happy again no worries so anyway i bought it um and I should say that I, I'd used the stuff before, I think probably in my earlier teen years, but not to any great extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of tried it. So I was like, ah, no harm done then. It probably will be fine now because um, it was all like, oh, for sensitive skin. This is great. So mm-hmm. anyway, I go and I put it on. Um, and of course, it, it burns like it does. I'm having flashbacks. Yep. And guess what? I take it off and there's like none of the hair is gone, but all of it's your all, skin is. It's all red. Oh god. Is that um, because the hair was oh. in your imagination or there I mean there was there's hair I mean, everybody has hair there, even yeah. even women, but it, it I don't think it was to the extent that I thought it was. No. Right. And I think also maybe because I'd used it before, I know that you can kind of grow resistant to that kind of cream too. So that might've been part of it. But anyway, point is don't buy Nair. Anybody listening to this, do not use the Nair cream Did on you your skin like ever. A, Unfortunately, you like this week's episode is actually brought to you by Nair. <laughs> okay, we can we can edit that out. <sighs> oh God, bad, bad choice. Bad placement. choice and sponsor. The um, wax strips are okay. No, um, so anyway, I... I and which the redness was something I'd experienced before and it was sore but I was like it'll go away but there was this part on the corner of my mouth that did not go away so it was almost like um a herpes. weird like yeah like herpes but it was like a chemical burn Jesus thing I guess Christ. um did it look like you were uh, like one of those kids who like lips his licks lip licks his lips one of the cool no, one of the Kool-Aid kids Kids you know always mean? have Kool-Aid kind of burned into their lips when they were kids. You remember that kid? Yes, yeah, I know Everyone what you knows mean. That kid. And it didn't it didn't or, quite or, or pizza sauce. That's another kid. I know the pizza sauce kid. They it probably it probably it probably lips. looked more like the pizza sauce, but because <laughs> because it was real red. <laughs> because of the body dysmorphia, I I don't know if I could tell you what the scar looked like cuz I may have even thought that the scar looked worse Whoa, than it was. Cuz yeah. later after it went away because my doctor gave me this cream to take care of it, um I I had asked people like, "Did you did you notice what was going on with like my skin earlier?" and they'd be like, no. So mm. I know there's definitely oh. a scar there because my doctor saw it and gave me this cream uh, to look after it. Right. But I don't know if the scar was as big as I thought it was. Same doctor? Yes. 
Now, did you, did you, you know, back in the days of where, where this hair thing was quite an issue, did you, were there any, well, like, were you shaving your arms or were you trying to do things to kind I, of like get yeah, rid of it? I didn't shave my arms. I shaved like other parts of my body, like around like, I guess like my belly button and mm-hmm. like I shaved like, like all the way up my leg where like. Most people, people just stop the, at the knee or yeah, whatever. Right. I was just like, I was shaving all of it and I was kind of like, go and like going nuts, like plucking my eyebrows and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Were like, you trying to pull out your eyelashes? Was that a thing? No, or, that no? was not a thing. Eyelashes had to stay. I went to, um, I went to <laughs> high school with a girl who pulled all of her eyelashes out. Yeah. And I didn't know why, wow. but now I'm wondering. I think it's probably something on the like obsessive OCD. compulsive spectrum, which thought. which BDD yeah. is as well. It's an excessive oh, yeah. obsessive compulsive, oh, or it's considered that. Um, yeah. So, so uh, like we've, the hair is is obviously a, a big part of this uh, this experience for you. Yeah. Is there anything else that is there any other parts of your body that like that provided you with with uh, as big of a as big of a conflict? Um, I think, I think the hair was probably a big thing because it was something that I could like, I could kind of fix short term sort of thing. Um, but then there were other things that I knew would be long term fixes. So I tried not to think about them as much like, um, my legs, Mm -hmm. like I had said before, I really hated my thighs. I hated, I thought that my legs were way too big. Um, Hated my nose as well. I was like, if I had the money, I would get a nose job, but I don't. So here we are. I, I uh, can't even imagine. If you walked into it, I mean, just to, again, shoot yeah. from my point of view, if yeah. you walked into a doctor and you're like, I need a nose job, I feel like the surgeon would be like, but your nose is perfect. Like, you have such a sweet little nose. Like, I, I don't, I would never want to do, what do you, do you want a giant bridge? I don't, I don't get, I would, do you want, do you want the opposite bridge? of what you have? I, I don't know what to do. Not, not to, not, not to shit on people who have plastic surgery done for like aesthetic reasons. Uh, or yeah, I guess superficial aesthetic reasons. Do you think that, do you think that, People who get a bunch of stuff done have BDD. BDD. Well, some do, but I think the key is if you're going to change anything about yourself, physically or otherwise, you should be doing it for yourself, right? Not for what you're worried other people are seeing or what other people are thinking. You should be doing something to make you happy. Right. I can get behind that. Yeah. 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 Me too. Because I feel like there is a. My butt is so like I I I want a hockey bum. Like you want you want what I, you want, <laughs> I want you want what I'm packing. I want yeah I want the I want that Taylor booty. Oh Jesus Christ! So uh, <laughs> you got like a skeleton yeah. butt. Can you just make a mold? I have Taylor's ass exact here. <laughs> give uh, me if that. Could, if you could give me that. Can you get the like the opposite of Botox in your butt? Uh, I guess you get. You can definitely get. Right? You can definitely get oh, there's, ass there's, implants. There's ass implants, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. You think it's of a big, it? It's you a big think thing. of it? You can get it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You want horns? A you want a tail? I'll I, give you, I was, you can give a fucking tail. <laughs> what do you I, want, bro? Uh, you want so wings? I went, we got that shit. What you I want? I got to, this. Uh, Look at my trench coat. I got it all in here. I'm. I'm curious to know, like, with you know us sitting here and and this is something that that quite often comes up for me a mm-hmm. lot more with mental illness than it does with physical illness 
you know, we have someone in who's dealing with, um, I don't know, cancer, right? Right. And we're cracking jokes about cancer and I'm cracking jokes about CF. And it doesn't cross my mind really in that situation of like, is is what we're doing right now um, like harmful or taking steps back in their in their cancer? Because I know mm-hmm. that, no, it, it's my joke has nothing to do with their tumor, their leg tumor. Right. But when someone's on the show and they're dealing with mental illness and mm-hmm. we're like finding ways to laugh at mental illness and and you know i say not, like, oh, not I want mental illness well, but no, like with or, the situations and right. yeah there, right? yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah finding humor in the situation and people and, who listen to the show know what you mean yeah they fucking better sure <laughs> and, then, and so i'm you know i make a joke of like oh i want i want a tailor booty like i want to get that surgery done for my ass and or you know or going oh did you think you were the wolf boy or whatever <laughs> you know it, is that is there a part of that that you feel could be could be dangerous or like or you know like kind of pointing out these things that you have Mm -hmm. had an issue with your hair or your your thighs or whatever Mm -hmm. and talking about those things but but and and at the same time laughing about those things because it's your brain because Mm -hmm. it's your mind is there is there a sense of like is it detrimental is it yeah Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah for me, at this point, uh, I think it's safe to say no. Perhaps three or four years ago. Yeah, if you were 18 it, yeah. and we brought you in here and we were talking about this. Yeah, but I think now I'm kind of... While it's still with me in many ways, I almost feel like the person I was at that time, at age 18, will say, is almost not the same as the person I am now. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair to say, man. 18 to 23. Holy shit. The amount that I changed from 18 to 23 is almost indescribable. Like I have totally completely different. So, so what was it that uh, affected the change on you? What affected the change? I guess I think when I fully accepted there's something wrong with me. It's keeping me from living my life properly. I have to change. Um, and it's kind of embarrassing, but I used to be really into the show Glee. Um, <laughs> and there was this episode at the time. There's a lot of people that are with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that was a very um, popular I, show. I loved Glee. And there was a show that came out at the time, I think not too long after the doctor had said to me, this is what you have. And these, I was going through all these kind of initial phases of what was happening. And this episode came out and it was called Born This Way, first of all, because they were covering the Lady Gaga song. I was, gonna, but, I was like, but, Lady Gaga. But second of all, because the whole theme of the show was like self-acceptance and the main character was like, it wanted to get a nose job and all these different things going on. And one of the other characters was starting to accept that she was obsessive compulsive. And I remember this part where... Were any of them... Gay, like were yes. they, okay, cool. Because yeah. I was like, Jesus, I feel like that episode would have been yeah. very good for like but he, <laughs> coming he, the, out. The gay, the gay character had kind of already dealt with his whole thing before, so, so he was like, oh, f- I've been listening to this song forever. Like, like, basi- fuck you guys. Basically, pretty much. Like he, I think he was like the main dancer in the. Anyway, oh, how stereotypical off- of them. That's <laughs> okay. It's cool. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper. 
and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. So, anyway, I see this episode, and there's a part where, where the character that's dealing with the OCD actually goes to see a, a psychologist, and the psychologist says to her, your illness isn't who you're supposed to be. It's keeping you from who you're supposed to be. And mm. I remember bawling my eyes out because I, I thought, that's me. Like, that is my life right now. I am mm. going through something and it's keeping me from who I'm supposed to be. And that needs to, like, that needs to change. It, isn't it's, it crazy? That's so awesome. It's amazing the way that, like, Glee. media like or, the like, fucking a TV show. show. Glee. It's, it's all Glee. I yeah. fully credit Glee with my... Honestly, that is incredible. It that's brings so me awesome. back to something that we, I think what we said on maybe, the, like, early on first few episodes first two three four episodes is this idea that when that you know you go see a doctor and mm -hmm. they're like maybe you have like bdd or something like that and, they, and someone gives you advice and it's direct advice directed towards you personally about your life yeah and it's very easy in that way when someone gives you advice directly to go like no no like you're no you got it all wrong you're like da, 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 da. you don't want to accept it but you get this indirect thing like watching, like listening to a podcast or watching a TV show where you see a reflection of something that you're going through in the content and you go like, whoa, yeah. that's me. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's so amazing. Like music has a huge power to do yeah. that. Music's Jer a big one. Jer and I sat down with a, a med school a student from Dalhousie and we're, we're working on a project with her about... Um, uh, looking at media's influence on 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 how they portray illness and how that influences mm -hmm. people who are who are receiving living with that, that illness, yeah. yeah. And then she like, actually was just recently diagnosed with MS, right? And and it's really it's really interesting, and it's something that people who <laughs> who create shows really need to think about because if they're ever portraying an illness, then they need to be doing it in the most positive way right. possible because mm -hmm. if if they're portraying it negatively like that could have the adverse effect mm -hmm. well it's like you look at schizophrenia what, right schizophrenia in the media we all think that it's someone who's like like the dr jekyll and and or is it uh dr dr jekyll and mr hyde mr yeah. hyde thank you dr jekyll <laughs> mr hyde it's like this like or jim carrey in oh, uh, yeah. me, in myself, me and myself and Irene. And Irene. I mean, uh, well, fucking hilarious movie. <laughs> but that is not. I, I from what I've been told, that is not a representation of no schizophrenia. Uh, you know, in the in the slightest. No, you know? no. or it's, um, it's being blown out. There of was also a, and morphed a into a different borderline thing. personality disorder in the movie with Kristen Wiig. Um, this is my life, or 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 welcome to my life, or something like that. Anyway. Fantastic movie, hilarious. However, mm -hmm. talking to someone who had borderline personality disorder, they were like, "That is not right. That's not what no. it looks like. That like that's not how it presents itself." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so think about the way that that's perpetuating stigma. Yeah, right? like yeah. it's it's important for the people who are behind that to to really take that into consideration. Yeah, I think I think the moral the moral of the story is is that the media can play a huge role yeah. in in healing. 
Yeah. If it's done right. If it's done right. And, and, and it can also play a huge role in stigma. In, yeah. in in perpetuating stigma, big, big yeah, time. if it's done right, Glee changed Becky's life. Right, not, not that if it's not that if it's done right, but it, you know what I mean. Like if it's if, if it perpetuates stigma. Anyway, but yeah, that is super fascinating. Yeah, that Glee but, was like such a. But I should say that after that, like it wasn't like, you know, full recovery. Right. I had I had yeah. kind of like I guess I could call it almost like a false recovery after that where I was doing I was continuing the whole like don't look in the mirror thing don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it. but I still had to tell myself don't think about it right um <laughs> I kind of pretended that I felt better so I didn't have to see that psychologist anymore because I didn't want to see him anymore I didn't feel comfortable um not because he was a bad guy but because it just wasn't the kind of treatment I was looking for at that time. Did he, give, that, you, did he give you any help or was um, it pretty much a, like a whatever experience? I did. It wasn't a great experience for me. We just didn't really jive. Sure. Um, he said a lot of things along the lines of like, I would tell him how I was feeling and he'd be like, well, why is that so bad? And I just be thinking, I don't fucking know. Don't know. That's <laughs> why I'm here. Like yeah. it just is. It just feels like shit. I don't know. Okay. Um, imagine, <laughs> imagine if they, Jesus. they, instead of prescribing you medication, they just prescribed you like episode 32 of Glee, <laughs> Uh, once a day for the next five months. <laughs> I want you to rewatch. Uh, uh, until minute, you, until minute, you can recite the whole script. Yeah. <laughs> 832 to 1137 uh, over and over again until you fall asleep. <laughs> so, so, yeah. yeah. I was going to make it a Clockwork Orange reference, but yeah, that, anyway. that's a little different. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you were saying that this is something that may never leave you. Yeah. Um, how are you today? I mean, presently, I feel pretty good um i have because i don't think i fully dealt with the bdd i still have other issues like i deal with depression i deal with anxiety but um yeah right now i feel good some days it is a fight to love myself i don't always win that fight but other days it is just i can just say you know i'm gonna choose to be good to myself today and I succeed in doing that. So mm. that's super honest. Yeah. Over, overall, um, how did, how did this over the last five years, um, or five or six years affect your relationships? It affected my relationships. I think immensely, um, especially romantic relationships because I was so, I was so insecure. I was convinced that, everybody I dated would just probably want to cheat on me because I suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was really hard. Um, it also, I guess, impacted, I think, especially throughout high school, the way I viewed my sexuality because I'm I'm bisexual and I know that now. But at the time, I didn't uh, dress my interest in other genders, specifically women, because I think I had this kind of... I don't know, weird jealousy towards other women or I thought it was jealousy at the time, but I actually like had these latent feelings for them that I couldn't address. Right, right. Um, so yeah, it, it has, it has really impacted me. And I think, yeah, definitely in the way I said it was kind of keeping me from what my true identity was and is. And um, now I have a really a uh, supportive partner who is fully aware of all my shit. Um, and he's really, he's really good about it. Um, 
but yeah, I, it's it's something I I still do struggle with. How were you able to figure that out? Like in terms of the specifically the bisexual issue where you were thinking that you have these like jealousy issues towards women like like at what point were you able to understand like that that's it you know it reminds me of when i was like in grade two Mm -hmm. and we were you know we were playing like tag yeah and um you accidentally touched a boob (laughs) no 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 no. but like but like i get tagged out by i get tagged out by like uh brianna and I'd be like, yeah, that that a hole or like whatever, and then realize like that frustration that I have towards Brianna is actually like I, I'm actually I love her, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like at what point did you? Because it, it, when you said that, it, it made it sound like you 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 were really confused and you didn't know yeah. that 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 you were bisexual. No, I I really didn't know um, a lot of. I think what I'm saying now about the the jealousy versus attraction is in hindsight, especially looking at high school. Um, So like as, as a kid, I remember like having kind of like crushes on other girls, but thinking about them in a way like, Oh, if I were a boy, I would want to like be her boyfriend or something. And I didn't think that was weird. I I think a lot. I'm like, if I was uh, gay, if I was gay, if I was a gay, that's not not what I would fucking say. But I I say that a lot. I was from Alabama. I do say that a lot. I do say that a lot. If I was gay, I would totally, there's, there's one guy, there's one boy that I know that I would totally be down, down to go. With on do you want to talk to us? Guys, I straight up there's like yeah, daily. I'm like I, I'm so close to being gay, <laughs> but I just I I I you just don't like dicks. I don't like penises, and and it makes me bummed out. Like you're attracted to everything except for the genitalia. That's it. Honestly, that is fucking it, and it makes uh-huh. me go, "Am I? Am I? Then so, am I?" But you would, yeah, yeah, you are. You because yeah. you would let a guy do you from behind. I would you get I don't think I would yeah. I, I don't think I honestly you, I don't think I would you, I had a guy hardcore hit on me at the seahorse the other night and he was putting his hands on me and I was cool with it yeah however a lady was involved too so like <laughs> you were so confused I, I, I kind of was confused I think this is which is why I'm asking you about the buy yeah. thing because I'm like maybe I'm maybe oh. I'm Fucking Polly and I'm by. Well, <laughs> yeah. I like, hope we get to the bottom of this on an episode. I, I was, <laughs> I was kind, of, I was kind of in denial because I just, I just thought, oh, like I appreciate like aesthetically women or whatever it was. But then um, I think the point where I was like, uh, oh god, oh no, it was a spin the bottle party that I went to in first year university, and I actually like made out with some women, and I was like, I oh, have, no, I. This I am it. a bit gay. That was way better yeah. than I thought it would be. <laughs> I'm a bit yeah. gay. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm a bit just, gay. Just a, just a touch, a touch of gay. Just a, a, a sprinkle of gay. Jerry, maybe I think that's a, a just for men product. Maybe, maybe you just need a, a, a touch trans, of gay. A trans man. Like yes. A, no, no. Maybe. Not men. my thing. Yeah. Not my thing. I mean, I went to. I remember I went to. Uh, I went to see the dead weather, and uh, I was I was pretty high on mushrooms, but. I would see the dead weather and Jack White was was he he was doing this thing on the microphone. Is he your man? Like, Is he where you Dude, thinking? I called Bridie from the show and I was like, Bridie, I think I'm gay. I have to tell you <laughs> that if I get backstage tonight, 
I will have sex with Jack White if he's okay with it. <laughs> if, if he's okay with Brad, it. He was Contingent like, on his approval. Yeah, yeah. Brady was like, uh-huh, okay. See you <laughs> sure. soon. Yeah, I, th- sure. I think that maybe maybe you're gay. Maybe you just haven't found the one. Yeah, well, that maybe that's it. I, I could tell you, I, I mean, I'm not going to name names right now, but there is one guy that I know that I know in person that I, and he's gay and I would, I you know, I'd probably make out with him. Yeah, I'd probably enough. make out with him, yeah. There you go. I don't want to fucking say his name because I know he has a crush on. I know he has a crush on me. <laughs> so Dude, if he heard me, he'd be like, "I'm coming home." Yeah, is oh, this podcast all, is all about DJing. sharing. No, he listens to the show, and I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't. He want knows. Him to he know. knows now oh, anyway. Now he all, knows now anyway. If he's smart. Now yeah. if, all, he's, if he's listening and he thinks that he is the one, he probably is. <laughs> all right, come <laughs> for your man. Holy fuck! This episode. Just <laughs> let's <laughs> let's okay, rain okay, it in. Okay, let's rain it in. Sorry, sorry. Okay. So anyway, anyway, Becky. Yes. So, <laughs> I don't know if there's anything so, else we can yes, talk about. So yes, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> where do we where do we go from here? I don't know. I know. Well, do so we? so we how how has it the relationship you're currently in? Yeah. Um, has it come up at all the BDD in a way that's been kind of challenging for you two or taxing? Um, I guess like my general like <laughs> mental fucked upness has been challenging. <laughs> Probably. I mean, he's. Like, I don't really want to spend this talking up my boyfriend because it's probably gross for everyone. But he's he's such a he's such a great guy. He's so understanding. Pretty goddamn sweet. Um, And I like I've been in other relationships. I've never had anybody be so understanding. I think it was like maybe our second date where I was like, okay, you need to know that I'm super fucked up. And I think I just like put everything on the table. Like, here is all the shit that I am going to bring if we continue to date. Here's all the stuff that's going on in my family life. And, and I was I'm just moving like, in next week. Yeah. And, and uh, I was just like, I don't know why I did this. I'm like, I think I'm like every man's worst nightmare. But I was just like, here are all the things. And I was like, I know we're not in a relationship and we may not ever be in a relationship. But if you are going to continue to date me, there are a few things that you need to know. And he was just like, okay like all right like like, let's let's just let's see what happens and i was like oh okay and now we're living together so i guess um i guess it didn't go too poorly and you guys (laughs) you guys got a dog we have a dog yeah nice what kind of dog do you have he's a greyhound oh great yeah 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 does does he does he look looks whoa Oh, are, are we getting an? Are we getting a, uh, a yeah, response from segment. space? I don't think that's being picked up on the mic. So we don't talk about Chris Hatfield. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, is that you? Soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, I, I was just about to say something. <sighs> Me too. Fuck. Um, oh, you mentioned that you're. You mentioned you just mentioned the word family, and it made me wonder how has your family been through the through the BDD and <laughs> a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Well, just because I think at the beginning, my mom was really pushing me to be like, accept that something's wrong with you, accept that you're dealing with mental issues. And she was pushing, pushing, pushing for me to understand that. And, now and once saying- I did, she became in denial. It's almost like we switched places. Like oh, if no I talk, sure. if I talk to her and I say, "Oh, when I was dealing with like body dysmorphia or whatever," she's like, "Did you think you really had that though? Like, is that do you really like do you really think that's what you had?" And I'm like, 
Oh. Yes, a doctor told me I had it, so I don't. Weird. So it's crazy. I don't know. It's it's, it's it's weird. And it's crazy because when you look at mental illness to physical illness, like if you had cancer and you were in remission, nobody would ever say to you like, "Yeah, do you think, do you, think you really had cancer though?" Well, well, I guess on that note, um, I mean, there has been, like, I guess in past recent years, a lot of physical illness in my family. And I think that's part of the reason it's been so hard to talk about my mental issues because my mom's had cancer twice Mm. and my dad has ALS. So I think when people are going through really trying physical times, it's hard for me to just come out and be like, Hey, I feel like shit. Do you feel (laughs) like, do you feel like your, your experience is inferior? Um, logically, I know it's not true to say my experience is inferior, but yes, I do feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy because that's like, that's a stigma and I feel like that's right. a, like a stereotypical perception of, yeah. of mental illness, right? Yeah. Yes. Like when it's not presenting itself as a, a, a visible thing, um, I mean, especially with ALS and with cancer and treatments, I can see how you, how you would, how you would think that way yeah although that is exactly it it's a stigma that says that you know x is inferior or superior to z or need or y or needs more attention because of this or but that. it's not and that's no the, you're right like, totally. you know it it isn't at all and mental illness just because it may not hurt yeah right it's still taking a toll yeah and it's still preventing you from living a uh a, in quotations, normal life, yeah, just like ALS, would, I, just like I think, cancer would. I think some people too would argue that it it does hurt mental illness. Totally, does hurt. Yeah. No, no, not no, not yeah. even in, like in the physical way because it's like when we talked about depression, like like that mental that mental yeah, pain. Yeah, and I think I was I think I was talking pain. specifically about sure. about yeah, right. yeah. Becky's yeah. situation in terms of like right. your body, it, the hair isn't hurting your no. body, right? Physically, no, no, no. Like that physically yeah. it doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah. Whereas ALS, I'm right. I, I'm sure is fucking painful and yeah chemo treatments are fucking painful yeah you know um but it's again it doesn't take away it it, it this term has come up in a past like survive or not survivor's guilt but sufferer's guilt right you know like yeah being feeling guilty of of your suffering in comparison, in comparison to, to someone else's mm-hmm. in your life yeah. that and, is that and, you know is worse. And even with me, me, with mental illness, like when I was listening to the anorexia podcast, I was kind of I compared myself a little bit to that because I think anorexia is something that's, although it is a mental issue, manifests itself physically, and people can see visually usually mm-hmm. um, that you're losing weight for example but right. with bdd um in my case some some people would be dealing with anorexia as well but i wasn't and there was nothing physical i wasn't i wasn't losing weight at a rapid level i was not uh self-harming um on any sort of like visible level mm-hmm. so did did you ever did you ever talk to anybody else with BDD or like mm. go to any support groups or hear about it, how or read about it manifesting it manifesting in in other ways? No, I did. I did not know anybody. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know anybody else who was familiar with it. I didn't know even like psychologists I went to were sort of like, um, I don't know. That's kind of like a broad illness. I don't so really. You, you don't so. know like. At, 
other <clears throat> types of BDD that, that people would suffer from? Now I, d- I know a little bit because a friend of mine, I late, like I later found out that she, it was something that she had dealt with. Um, so we've like talked about it a little bit since, but, um, she, she did also deal with, um, like bulimia and that sort of thing. So it's not, it's not quite the same as what I was going through, but, um, I was kind of like, I think she talked about it this past, like bell let's talk day or whatever I was talking about it. And like, she made a Facebook status update and I was like, I wish I'd known you had BDD too, which is a really weird thing to say, but it's like hashtag BDD BFFs or something. Like I was like, we could have, we could have chatted, could have had some coffee over. I don't know. But I just, I, yeah, I think that was one of the main reasons I wanted to, to come here and talk about it because I feel like it's not something I feel like it's something more people deal with than we know Mm. um but when you're diagnosed with it you think oh god I'm alone who do I talk to about this nobody Mm. knows what the fuck it is what was the what do you think was the hardest thing that you've ever had to face or deal with in your experience with BDD going to prom yeah yeah um and i i actually i had a great time at prom but leading up to it i was fucking terrified because i was not i was not happy with myself and um i had been dating this guy and um he dumped me and we were still supposed to go to prom together but I was like, oh my God, like, this is going to be so weird. How am I going to deal with this? Because we'd been friends before and we were trying to maintain that friendship, but I was dealing with all my mental issues. Um, And I had decided if I'm going to go to prom with this guy, I gotta, I have to tell him what the fuck's happening because he he was my friend. Uh, So I was like, oh, we we need to talk about this. Um, And so I told him and he was kind of like, okay like he didn't have much of a reaction to it but he was like like thank you like i really like admire you for telling me Mm -hmm. about this and we decided okay things had been weird but we're still gonna go together um and i had like tried on my dress a few times and this dress that i loved and was not like wasn't happy with it anymore on my body um yeah i was just like crying all the time trying to figure out what am i gonna do because I I wanted to go. I wanted to go and have fun with my friends. I wanted to, my mom was telling me, I don't know if you can go to university next year. And I was like, I'm not occupied by something. I'm going to kill myself. So I was, I was just trying so hard to push through. But do you mean that literally, or do you mean that like hyperbolic? I mean that I don't think I was, when I say I, I don't know if saying I was suicidal is accurate because I didn't feel like I was going to, take action but i felt like i wish i was dead yeah like i almost felt like i didn't have i don't have the strength to take a bunch of pills i don't have the strength to slit my wrists but i wish that like something would just like cast itself upon me and i wouldn't not be alive anymore um and i needed something to like i guess drive myself Um, And at that time, I think the one thing that I felt was redeeming about me was I was pretty good at school. Um, And I was like, okay, I can I can do this. I can be smart and that can be 
my thing. I don't have to be pretty. I can be smart. Um, Everybody's good at something. uh, Yeah. My thing is sound effects. Here's a T-Rex. There are no women in that commercial. (laughs) Holy fuck. Is there not? Yeah, there are no women in that commercial. No shit. I never... No way. Yeah, it's true. It was from the the 90s. Go go figure. I bet you there wasn't even a single black kid either. Yeah. I don't. There, I can't remember. I, I think there I was an Asian there kid. I think he yeah. played the tuba. There, yeah, there's yeah. an Asian kid. Yeah. yeah, was he playing the tuba? It's like I think. Bum, I think bum, there bum, was bum. a black kid. My thing is no sound women. effects commercial. I'm bringing it up. We can watch it after. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. If, I, if, uh, just one one more quick question before we wrap it up. Like, <laughs> if you could go back and and tell you pre prom one thing, just say one thing to yourself. Then what would it be? Oh God. Don't fucking worry about it. I think I'd just say it there there are there are so there's so many there's so many things that are going to happen in your life and it's not going to have anything to do with what you look like. Yeah. And guess what? In five years time, you're going to go like two months without shaving your legs and you're not going to give a fuck. And you don't believe that now, but you know, guess what? It's Just true. <laughs> yeah. And a sort of similar question. That's fucking dope. Was I was wondering if you, if, if BDD was a, uh, if your BDD was mm-hmm. a person standing in front of you today, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Fuck you. (laughs) Just a straight fuck you. Fuck you. Like, I would probably just, I'd probably just say, fuck you. You're a fucking liar. Fuck you, BDD. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you. you. BDD was an 80 year old man. Yeah. And he had crutches. Yeah. How would you assault him? And he was trying to. (laughs) Oh, God. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I just wanted to build on what you guys are saying. That's all. Uh, is there anything that we haven't um, touched on or talked about that you you would love to to hit? Oh man, let me think. Because there are so many things that I feel like I was like, hmm, I should say this when I talk, and mm. I don't, I don't know how many. It times never I'm, goes that it way. It never, it never happens that way. Um, I guess I'd like to talk about just briefly. Um, I think growing up. Um, and to be clear, I don't blame anybody else for my illness. I blame the illness, but I think there's a huge toxic culture in the way young women talk to each other sometimes. And I think there's, there can be beauty in that community too. And I'm finding that now, but I remember being in like grade five, for example. And if another girl would be like, Oh, like I'm fat. I think I'm fat. Um, the proper response to that would be, oh, no, you're like anorexic. Like anorexic was a compliment. And just the way we talked to each other and the way we discussed each other's bodies and the way that like, you know, especially like late elementary school, junior high, we'd call each other sluts and whores and all this other stuff. Just the way I think, I think everybody, but women specifically really need to break out of this. I think in order to, really love ourselves and i think there's so much potential for um communities that i've seen yeah um it's so fucked though eh how like how when we're kids those kinds of things seep into our vernacular yeah that we like i used to call my friends faggot oh but hold on no no no. i'm talking like i'm talking like when i was in grade three yeah 
I was saying the word faggot before I even, I didn't even know what faggot was. Yeah. I didn't even know what that was. I called my mom faggot. I, I was like, Mom, you're a faggot. And my mom goes, uh, yeah, Excuse no, me? no, 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 don't say that word. And then I was like, oh, that, oh, my mom said, don't say that word. I didn't say that word. And then, and then, and then when I found out what it meant, like yeah. maybe grade, I don't know, seven. Yeah. Everybody was a faggot. I was yeah. saying faggot like it was no big deal. And then at some point in my life, I went, holy shit. And just the same way that when we were in junior high, we weren't calling calling people faggots because we thought that they were gay. However, like it, how, it, however, it still has an effect. Totally. And it becomes that the older you get and the more the actual meaning starts to take effect into your, your learning and your understanding the more powerful those things get and the more detrimental they become and you go backwards and backwards and backwards until you figure out like, holy shit, this has been happening for so much so, longer than yeah. I thought. And you have to like unlearn it. Totally, yeah, yeah totally. And and now, I mean, it, and dude, the word faggot is, is a great example in the way that now that is like a completely like... In terms of what I know, I don't know what junior high people are like. I don't know what high school people are like. Oh, I know. It, there's no, it, it hasn't changed. Yeah. It has not changed. Yeah. I but, can tell you right now, it definitely for sure has not changed. But mm-hmm. we, but us moving forward as adults, that has become like the antithesis of a word that you do not yeah. use because yeah. it is yeah. of the utmost offensive nature. I agree. I felt like faggot wasn't, was okay in, in junior high, but fuck wasn't. And now I say fuck like, Totally, probably four thousand times a day. And, the, you and don't this say like, it nearly as much as I and do. If and I, I fucking... and if I and if the word faggot ever comes out of my mouth, which are the, the two times I just said it is like the only two times in the last probably four years that I've said it because it makes me feel that word makes me feel weird now. Totally, mm. but like the media, and you can make a big you can make a big argument about media's influence on like how we use this or you know body image or what is what looks good or and all these things that that breed subconsciously totally subconsciously these thought processes that we have about each other and our classmates and the people we interact with and what's Mm -hmm. okay and what's not do you think uh in coming back to what you were saying and how there needs to be this change in the way that women speak to each other Mm -hmm. do you think that that has be do you think that that is beginning to happen or, or, or are we not there yet i think it's I think it is beginning to happen like I said I've I've seen really strong communities of women I think um this sounds really self-serving but I think part of my like feelings towards and somewhat involvement in the feminist community now is kind of uh because of what I went through or partially because of what I went through anyway um and I feel like there is change happening but i think as i said you you really have to unlearn all that stuff that you've internalized Mm because i've been guilty of it too and now i'm just kind of i'm still unraveling and unraveling and unraveling and just saying you know who who really gives a shit if i think somebody wears too much makeup or who does this or who does that and there aren't too many of us that haven't been guilty of it yeah i mean none of us can sit at this table and say that we haven't been guilty of of that Mm mm-hmm well, fuck, that was a fantastic conversation. Dude, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah it was. That was really good. Um, thank you for thank coming you. in and talking yeah, about that. Thank you so much. And, you know, it's funny, before we, when we were staying in the lobby downstairs waiting for the guys to get here, and, and I asked you if you felt nervous about talking about this, uh, I just want to commend you for 
for coming in and and just being so honest and open and and telling us about your experience with BDD because um, because I know that that's not something that you normally do and uh, I think there's there's going to be quite a few people that listen to this episode and feel like they can take something home from it so mm-hmm. thank you for for that and for putting up with, <laughs> with the <laughs> yeah. fucking shit that comes out of our mouths okay. sometimes. So just at the, at the end of the episode here, I just want to say that I am, do you guys like the shirt I'm wearing right now? Oh, I do. It's a pretty sweet little shirt. Ah, that's yeah. okay. I have another one like it, but I didn't, I haven't put it on yet, but I have it. <laughs> so we got these, uh, we got a little package in the mail yesterday from our friends at the human preservation co. Uh, they're making some awesome, awesome awesome t-shirts and uh we're gonna take some pictures of them put them up on our our facebook and twitter if you want to check out what they're doing and they're doing insta. some yeah and insta sorry and they're they're doing some really cool things what does my shirt say guys it says be nice the world is a small town i think that's a good good thing to take away especially from this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. right really yeah. cool message they're uh they're a local halifax company just trying to get off the ground, and uh, they sent us some merch, and uh, they said they were merch. into what we were doing, and we're into what they're doing, so uh, so be sure to check them out. Um, again, Becky, thanks for coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, thank everybody, you. for listening and for tuning in. Uh, yeah. We yeah. fucking love you. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all that stuff. It, Rate, you can stay up to date review, with you, what we're doing. Subscribe. All that stuff that Taylor just <laughs> said, uh, and uh, we'll hear from you next week. Love y'all. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.